0: wisteria obscured the gutter outside Ellen's bedroom window. She swung open the pane and stuck her head out as if from a porthole. It hadn't rained. Nothing but morning birds and sunshine. The white tip of Mount Hood visible from sixty miles away. So where'd the noisy drip come from? The bathroom faucet again? Ellen slammed the window so hard a screw popped free of the hinge. Screw you, screw, she said fluke stretched in his fleece bed at her feet not yet ellen said and his body tensed waiting for her hand signal a salute to tell him it was time to rise she didn't know if all jack russells were this obedient but fluke was committed to doing things by the book with rudy already in the shower ellen couldn't listen for the faucet when had he gotten out of bed she was tired having slept little after the call from Kate at two in the morning Florida time, eleven o'clock hers. It was the first she'd heard from her sister in six years, and Kate hadn't made much sense. Her snippets of conversation strange, like someone tasked with describing family photos, her words slow and slurred, submerged in a kind of drunken nostalgia. This was new. Ellen had never known Kate to drink, She'd especially never known her to wane toward sentimentality. But here was her sister, the disappearing, hard-luck waitress, the brooding poet who scribbled four-letter poems and notebooks in the middle of the night, who'd thrown fists and shoes at Ellen's head, now harping on the phone. And the sandcastle I made that day, and our yellow and red bikinis, the waves. Even stone sober, Kate wasn't known for making good sense. And this was reason enough for Ellen to let it go. They'd never been close. Far from it. But Ellen couldn't let it go. Her sister's voice had wormed past the sheath of Ellen's nerves, especially when Kate started in on the time she nearly drowned. Ellen had been the one to save her. So why this? Why now? Perhaps getting closer to midlife was hitting Kate hard, causing a panicked, knee-jerk making of amends. Not long after falling asleep, Ellen became trapped inside the same nightmare she'd fought off as a kid. The ocean, Kate's deathly pale face, the nauseating smell of copper tone. When Ellen finally managed to reach another slumber in the early morning hour, the nightmare returned, and she woke kicking the blanket to free her legs of Kate's hair, like seaweed, in the dream ocean from which Ellen gasped for breath. After that, she lay awake listening to the drip or maybe the thumping of her heart, or maybe the vein in her temple. At some point, Rudy had slipped out of bed without her noticing. Fluke sat at attention, straining for the salute so he could tear down the hallway, claws slipping and ticking the wooden stairs for his bowl in the kitchen. The anticipation built in his cocked little head, his front paws meeting the fleece. She loved this dog, his soft small body often toted in her arms, all bright white fur except for the two perfectly brown bullseye markings circling each eye. She didn't know what to make of herself, taking pleasure in holding him back. Steam from the shower drifted around the bathroom door across the room, and Rudy began whistling one of the many folksy German songs Ellen would never learn. She saluted, said, "'Breakfast!' and then cringed as Fluke knocked his hip into the doorframe on his way out of the room." Good morning, Ellen shouted through the bathroom door. What? Rudy said. She stuck her nose in the warm, swamp-like steam, thought again of Florida, of Kate, and steadied herself against the trim. She needed to call her mother, fill her in about Kate, even though Ellen still had no idea where Kate was. No matter how hard she'd pressed, Kate refused to answer, and the number she'd called from was blocked. The first hint of a headache flared behind one eye. Ellen considered going back to bed. Nothing, she said. What? Rudy asked. I'm up, she said. Going to start the water for coffee. Are you having some? No, thanks. I've got to run. Downstairs, Ellen shuffled into the kitchen, put the kettle on, scooped the coffee into the French press, and fetched the Oregonian from the porch. Luke paced behind the stool where Ellen sat at the counter. She hadn't fed him, hadn't yet let him out.